0: Hey, this is Paul Hansen, your host. You are listening to the 10th edition of Boston Radio. This is the third segment. And on the line we have Scott Henderson, the amazing guitarist. Let's listen to a little bit more of Scott from his Tribal Tech days. Here's an excerpt from the tune The Big Wave from Tribal Tech's Illicit CD. Here's a question. I'm really into recording direct with these Cosm models and stuff. Do you ever record direct?
1: Not really, no. I mean, I use it for writing, but that's about all.
0: Uh-huh. Sometimes it's the best pedals and amp is the way to go. Um, I remember a long time ago, we were talking about you're building a soundproof box to put your speaker cabinet in.
1: Yeah, I used that on one record, actually. Oh, did it work out okay? Well, put it this way. Um... <laughs> If you heard it on the record, you'd probably say, oh, you know, that's a nice guitar tone. Uh But if you heard it compared to micing a speaker in a big room, you'd probably like micing the speaker in the big room better. Right. You know, because it's got its own frequencies that it adds that you can fix with EQ, which is what I did. Uh-huh. You know, but at least my take on it is always try to get the best guitar tone you can get without using any EQ.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And
1: most of the stuff that I recorded with the box was a little mid-rangey, and I had to take a little bit of 1K out and give it a little bass. Yep. But, I mean, it sounded fine. You know, the whole the whole album thick is recorded with that big box. But, I mean, it's we're talking big. It's like... Yeah. Figure, you know, a box big enough to fit a Marshall cabinet in yeah. with plenty of room for the mic and all the stuff. So, I mean, it's it's big.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine, I think I I can't remember what I did. I th- it's such a big thing to move once you build it, you know. Yeah. So, I I remember mine, you get a fre- some frequency whatever the box resonates at, it accentuates that particular frequency and and yeah, it does have its yeah. own
1: tone for yeah. sure.
0: Sometimes I found it was nice using one of those for some guitar tracks, Mm -hmm. you know, because it separates that particular tone from other stuff you might record.
1: Well, what I did um, on "Well to the Bone uh um, for the guitar tracks on that record, instead of using a box, I just used moving blankets. And I just threw moving blankets over the speaker and mic'd it up.
0: So you record your guitar stuff mostly at home?
1: a lot of them were recorded at home. Mm It's different now because now I have a, we bought a house since Well to the Bone, and now I have a room just for micing guitars, and there's no windows in the room, and it's all orolexed up, and it's a big room, and it's working out good. Uh, Awesome. Uh, But back then, we didn't have a room, so I just set up the speaker cabinet in the living room. Right. And threw tons of moving blankets over it, and I made this, like, kind of wooden T that I stuck up on the top of the cabinet to keep the moving blankets from hitting the microphone.
0: Ah. Like, just uh,
1: So it made a space to put the microphone under there.
0: Interesting.
1: And, um... Huh. And the moving blanket didn't seem to hurt the tone at all. In fact, it almost made it better.
0: Because you're close-miking, and then you don't get as much resonance, huh?
1: Yeah, and the sound seemed to go through the moving blanket. Rather than when I had the box, it seemed to ricochet around. No matter how much foam I put in that box, it still seemed to ricochet too much.
0: Scott, I've got another song here. It's called Mocha. Okay. Is that on Well to the Bone?
1: That's on tour down house.
0: I want to play this and ask you about the tone on this. This this tone is awesome, dude. Yeah, Here.
1: that's a Okay, well you can Here.
0: I'll play it and then we'll talk about it. Here goes. Mm-hmm. So how did you get that tone?
1: Um, That's just a Plexi Marshall with um, with a booster pedal. Uh huh. uh, Just set with uh, with the volume all the way up, but the gain all the way down. You know, so it's just just so it's cleaner only. And um, the the cabinet was the regular 412 cabinet with greenbacks, and um, it was recorded in a room. Um, with not much over the speaker cabinet, just just no moving blankets or anything like that. Just uh-huh. in a just in a plain old, pretty small recording room. Uh huh. Yeah, that's it. It's a pretty simple sound.
0: Ah, great guitar playing helps too.
1: Yeah, but it sure helps to have a good amp. I mean, you know, those yeah. mar- those old Marshalls, man, they're they're really sweet sounding. Yeah. And if if you have a decent touch on the guitar, the, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't go wrong with one of those old Marshall amps.
0: Hey, you know, I've had a really good luck overdriving Marshalls with the SD-1 Super Overdrive. Did you ever use one of those?
1: Yeah, sure. I used to use those all the time.
0: Seems like you're using single coil pickups too nowadays, huh?
1: In, with tribal tech, I was using humbuckers mostly. Yeah, that's
0: what I seem to remember.
1: Yeah, because I sort of feel like when you're playing with keyboards, humbuckers are kind of cool because they're they're more centered in the mid. But what I've found for playing trio is single coils are better because they have more frequency response in every area, you know. Yeah. have more lows, they have more highs. They fill a room better, too. Humbuckers sound, to me, a little pointed.
0: They're narrower sound. Yeah, they're, the they're narr- good
1: when you're playing with other musicians in that frequency, like other right. guitar players, you know, keyboard players or something like that. But when you're playing trios, single coils are great because they cover so much, you know, of the frequency areas.
0: Yeah, I think that's what Jimi Hendrix said somewhere, that he likes strats because they have more lows and more highs.
1: Yeah, and they just fill the room more with yeah. sound. You yeah, know, they're just uh, they're just it's just a bigger sounding instrument overall. Yeah,
0: more wide width. Yeah, more, they're wider. Hey, one time I was at MI, and someone came up and said, "Hey, Scott Henderson's downstairs." testing different chord lengths to find the best tone. that <laughs>
1: yeah, sounds like something I would do. I'm such a geek. <laughs> could you,
0: could, do you remember? Can you hear the difference between uh, yeah, different chords? It's cords?
1: a huge difference, yeah. Really? You know, once you get past four feet, you know, four, four and a half feet, uh-huh. you start to get kind of mid-rangey. Definitely the sound changes a bit. Oh, I, yeah. I use a four-foot chord, which means I don't jump around on stage a whole lot, right. but... I use a 4 foot cord going down to my first pedal. Wow. To me that just makes the instrument sound bigger.
0: You know, I never really noticed that much difference with cord length, but definitely wireless systems, I never like those. Oh
1: yeah, because you don't have any capacitance at all. That's like yeah, they're terrible. all the mid-range out of the sound completely. Yeah. You know, people send me these special guitar cables that have all this silver in them and stuff and huh. basically all they do is take out capacitance. And some of them, they take out so much capacitance, they almost sound like wireless. And uh, you've got to yeah. have some capacitance. But in my opinion, if you have too much, like if you're playing through a 10 foot cord or a 20 foot cord, you can get a little mid rangey.
0: Uh-huh. So, I, I know what resistance is, but what exactly does capacitance do regarding your the tone? the more
1: capacitance you have, the less bass and highs and the more mid. You know, ah. so the longer the cable, the more mid you're going to have, and the less lows and highs. Ah. You know, basically. So I like to use a real short chord so that you know I don't want a scooped sound, but I don't want a mid-rangey sound either. Right. I just want the instrument to sound bigger. And usually, when you take out mid out of an instrument, it usually makes it sound bigger. Uh huh. That's why a lot of the guys that play metal, you know, they like that really scoop. scooped chord sound that yeah. sounds huge because they turn the mids all the way off on their right. amp and, right. and they go, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. it sounds just amazingly huge.
0: Oh, man, I just heard this band called Behemoth from from uh, oh,
1: yeah, I know those, yeah. Poland, yeah. and the vocals were... Yeah, yeah. but they sound huge. I oh, love like that band Meshuggah.
0: Oh, I haven't listened to them yet. I, man, I'll check that
1: out. Thick rhythms and really, really uh, good players, man. Especially the drummer. The drummer is just an animal.
0: Did, were you a Pantera fan?
1: Yeah, oh. I love Pantera. Oh
0: man, those guys were
1: so tight. Yeah, I love Pantera. I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I don't listen to it a lot, but I like it.
0: Yeah, I used to listen to that stuff when I jogged.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, good. That's pretty good jogging <laughs> music for sure.
0: Yeah. I have another tune here called Guitar School. Is what album is that one on?
1: That's stored on House Two.
0: Can I play a little bit of this? Yeah, and, sure. Okay, this is pretty cool. It's real awesome time in this really great feel. Here it goes.
1: Mama, wants to send me to guitar school? Got the money, so I'm in the door.
0: I'm just sitting here grooving to that, Scott. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that sounds so good, dude. Thanks. You have such great timing. Do you ever practice with drum machines?
1: I have a drum machine, the Roland one, that they don't make anymore. The um... R-8 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. They don't make that. Even. That's the one I use at school.
0: Well, the, the new ones are from Boss, and they're called DR for Dr. Rhythm. Uh-huh. And just a plug for Boss here, it's really good to practice with drum machines and metronomes. And the Dr. Beat metronomes and the Dr. Rhythm drum machines, you can check them out at BossUS.com. Hey, Scott, just one last question here. Um, You grew up in Florida. When you were a kid, did you ever have any hurricanes go through there? Yeah, man. So you live in L.A., which is worse, hurricanes or earthquakes?
1: Oh, hurricanes, man. I mean, I've never been in a bad earthquake. I mean, we uh-huh. I've only really been in two earthquakes. The Northridge one was... 92? It hurt us that much because we're over on the east side in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. But the Whittier one...
0: I remember that, about 8 in the morning or something. That
1: one really kind of hurt. That one did some damage. But... I mean, I remember being a little kid in Florida and with hurricanes, there's so much more damage done to me personally from hurricanes. Hurricanes ripped our trees out of our yards and sent them sailing down the street. And I remember um, our cars getting wrecked. Dang. Yeah, oh man. I remember some of those hurricanes were just unbelievable. In fact, I believe I was in one of the biggest ones. I was about 10. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, I I don't remember that much about them because I was so little, but I,
0: 60s probably or 70s? Yeah,
1: 60s. Yeah. yeah.
0: 60s. Well, glad you made it. And uh <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck, Scott. Good luck in um, Europe.
1: Thanks so much, man. I appreciate the interview. Thanks a lot, Paul. Keep in touch, okay? Okay,
0: thanks a million again.
1: Okay, take care.
0: You too. Bye. bye This is also from Scott's Well to the Bone album. This is called Hillbilly in the Band. This concludes the 10th edition of Boss Tone Radio. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can always find out more information about Cool Boss Gear at BossUS.com. This is Paul Hanson saying, see ya.